0: Good evening everybody. I appreciate you turning in again this Thursday night. And uh this is gonna be the seventh episode of our lessons on Thursday night. And I'd like to start us off with a prayer. Lord, we come to you tonight in Jesus' name. And I ask, Lord, that you'll just let a lesson come out in only a way that you can. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Guys, I went in there and tried to write this down a few times and I just can't come I can't just can't make it make sense. So I figured I'd just come out here and just get on my podcast and see if the Lord can make it make sense. And that's what I'm counting on right now. So I want to tell you a story about what happened. Me and Hudson went to a creek. And the creek, it was a pretty big creek. It was, it was a small little, it was a small river, I'd say. It's it's a good-sized creek. And uh, we were down there. Well, there was a bridge that went over this creek. And there was a stream that was going pretty slow but it was still it was still flowing it was slow it was flowing slow well me and hudson was throwing sticks into it into the river well i kind of got a fun idea and i said well let's throw it in on the uh on one side and then we'll race to the other side and we'll watch the stick flow out from underneath the bridge <laughs> so we did that and we throw a big stick in and race to the other side, and there came the stick out after a little while later. And I believe my, I believe what the Lord's put on my heart tonight to teach is, is just whatever you put in, you get out. Whatever we put in on the top side of that bridge, it would come out the bottom end. And that kind of goes a lot with our Christianity Bible says that we reap what we sow. And if, and this is another thing I got on my mind is, is that if we plant corn into a garden, what are you going to get? What's going to sprout up? Corn. Corn is going to sprout up. You see what I'm saying? If you plant snap beans or if you plant butter beans, you plant turnips, you plant anything, whatever you plant, that's what's going to grow. You see what I'm saying? And if you put a lot of effort into it. If you work very hard on it and you, you, uh, maybe you read a couple of books about how to be a gardener and you tend to it and you keep the weeds away and you farm it, you're going to have a pretty good crop. You're going to reap what you sow. But if you planted the seed and just maybe threw it out there and that was all you did to it and you came back six months later, well, I wouldn't expect anything to grow, honestly, because you didn't put a lot of effort into it. And I feel like as a, a Christian today in this world, um, I know myself, I've got a bad habit of putting very little effort in. I mean, everything is so easy today. Everything in our lives is so easy. Um, just going, we can we can get a full course meal in 10 minutes. Um, I can go out there and crank my nice warm truck in the winter time. I have heat in just a few minutes and I can ride to work very comfortable with my heated seats on. I, you have to put very little effort in nowadays and uh, and you get to reap big benefits. You see what I'm saying? And another thing, you know, I mean, you can, it's just, we, we've got it very easy today in, in America. We've got it very easy and we've been very blessed. But something that you are not going to get by with, with just diddly-daddling around is with your Christianity, you're n- you're not going to become a mature Christian by just dabbling in the Bible or or spe- or praying to the Lord or having a relationship with the Lord once every so few months. You see, what I'm saying you've got this is a daily. I like to almost say it's almost like a minute by the minute relationship with the Lord, and uh, and we can fake a lot of things on the outside. We can we can. Uh, have a lot of nice things, a lot of things for our comfort. Man, we can just so many things are easy. If you look at it, mowing grass is so easy. Just go in there and turn your lawnmower on. Um, going to the grocery store, very easy to fill up your cabinets. You don't have to plan a thing. You can just go to the grocery store and buy it and pick it up and bring it back to the house, and your cabinets are full. And it takes very little effort a lot of times in America. Uh, to reap large benefits. I mean, we we just everything is just so easy, but and we try to. I feel like, and and this is true for myself, is I feel like, well, I can do the same thing with the Lord. I can put in very very little effort with the Lord and reap great benefits, and and I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case at all. If if I, I just I see it as, if you are serving the Lord daily. Seeking the Lord daily, listening to the Lord daily, trying to uh, understand the Lord, trying to break down what he's saying daily. I believe you're going to reap a bigger harvest than somebody that just dabbles in it every once in a while. that doesn't take it very seriously it, I mean this is you can look at this so many different ways you got a student going to take a test if the student Puts very little effort into studying for that test, then he's probably not going to get a good grade <laughs> what What kind of effort are you putting into this thing? You see what I'm saying? If you put very little effort into your marriage, I mean can you can you know are you going to be mad at anybody else if if your marriage ain't doing real good if you're not putting much effort into it? Another thing that came up was about Hudson and Audrey. Whatever effort I put into raising them, I feel like I'm going to get that back out of it. And I'm not saying that all the time because you know, people can choose to do what they want to. They're going to grow up one day and they're going to make their own decisions. But I'm going to try to put into them as much effort as I possibly can to tell them the right way and what's the wrong way. So that way when they get older and if they decide to make a mistake, then that's on them. But I did everything I could in my power to teach them right. What kind of effort are you putting into it? What what are you dropping in on the top side of that bridge and watching come out the bottom side? I'll tell you another one. Are you surprised at what comes out in the outcome by what you're putting on the income? Does whatever coming out surprise you because you didn't hardly put nothing in on the top side? Me and Hudson dropped in a, an old raggedy dried up rotten stick on it. That's what we put in on the, on the top side. And when a dried up rotten stick came out the bottom side, we weren't surprised because that's what we put into it. And I feel like, and this is definitely true with myself, is I feel like I can put a raggly, old messed up stick in the top side with my Christianity and I'm going to race over to the bottom side I'm going to expect a, a nice, beautiful trimmed log to come out. And that's not what happens. That's not what happens at all. That's not what happens. That's not what happens at all, guys. And that's that's my lesson tonight. That's what I believe the Lord has put on my heart to teach. Is that whatever you pin in on that top side is going to come out on that bottom side. It's the same with your job. It's same with your uh, spiritual walk with the Lord. It's ex- It's definitely true with your faith. If you don't put much faith in, what do you expect to come out? You see what I'm saying? D- what, what I'm getting at is, is, if you don't put a lot in, don't be surprised when you don't get a lot out. And you say, well, that sounds like common sense. Well, yeah, but I needed to be reminded of that tonight, honestly, guys. Because I've been putting very little in, and I've been expecting a lot, and I haven't been getting it. And I want to blame everybody but myself I want to I want to look at everybody but myself. But really, it's my effort. It's my it's my willingness to do. That's to blame. Not anybody else, and especially not the Lord. But I want you to take what I believe I've been taught tonight and use it. Plant you some corn spiritually. Till the ground, fertilize it. Keep the weeds away from it. water it. Make sure it's got plenty of sunlight. And I guarantee you you will reap a harvest. I want to tell you tonight guys cuz I want to try to mention this in every one of our lessons. If you're new to the if you new to the Lord tonight and you want a relationship with him, ask him into your heart. I beg you tonight, believe on him. Believe that he died on the third day and rose again for your sins. He died and uh, and was dead for 3 days and rose on the third day for your sins. Believe in your heart that He's the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Lord except through Him. Believe it in your heart. And I ask you to repent of your sins and wholeheartedly, with 100% effort, follow Him. And I'm going to tell you guys, I've I've said this before on Thursday nights, I'll say it again. If you'll give 100%, He'll give 100%. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you you will give Him 100%, He'll give you 100%. I'm going to tell you, his 100% is a whole lot more than your 100%. It's it's unbelievable what he can do in your life. But if you give him 10%, I won't tell you guys don't expect much. Don't expect much. You you can't expect much. You see what I'm saying? You can't you can't expect much. I sure love you guys and we'll see you next Thursday night. Good evening everybody. Thank you for joining me again on Thursday night. I'm very thankful to have you guys, and hopefully we can see each other soon. With the restrictions easing up, maybe uh, it won't be too far away that we actually get to meet again. So I want to come out with a prayer, please, if you don't mind, bow your heads with us. And it's, Lord, we come to you tonight in Jesus' name. We thank you for your love and your guidance, and we thank you for dying on the cross for us, and we ask your help teaching this lesson tonight, and we ask that, um that your will will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to tell you um, about our lesson tonight, guys. And it's got a little bit to do with my daughter, Audrey. Hudson was like this, but he's out of this stage now. Audrey is in this stage where she will go to a cabinet and pull everything in that cabinet out. Every single thing. If it's a makeup drawer, um, it's of a cabinet. It, everything comes out on the ground. Uh, she does it to uh, dressers. If she sees a clothes basket full of clothes, every single clothes, ba- every piece of clothing in that basket is going to come out. So what we do as parents is, is we have put locks and covers and caps and gates up to keep her out. And I'll give you an example. Um, we've got locks on underneath the sink for our cleaning dis- uh, Cleaning supplies. We have a gate, a lock on those cabinet doors, so she cannot get in there. We don't want her there. She and she is constantly looking for an open door to a closed basket, anything that she can pull everything out of. And it's a constant battle for Kristen and I because we we have to constantly keep a check on our cabinets and doors and gates and closets and dressers and all this kind of stuff uh, because she will. F- find something that's unlocked, and she will pull everything in that cabinet out. And uh, it's, it's up to us to make sure she stays out of those cabinets. We don't want her in those cabinets. We don't want her pulling everything out. And another one, let me give you another example of what our lesson is going to be on tonight, is a calf. I've got 10 cows and two baby calves. And it is a constant job for me to go around those calves and check that pasture and make sure that there's no trees on it, to make sure there's no holes in it, to make sure that the deer haven't knocked it down, to make sure that uh, there's there's no way that a cow can get out of that pen. And it's very important that I keep a check on it because it doesn't matter what time of the day it is, what you've got going on. If a cow has got an opening, it's getting out. And I have to constantly, constantly keep a check on that fence. And especially before I go on vacation, because that's the perfect time for them to get out is when I go on vacation. And I go over there and I'll take my side by side and I'll ride around the pasture and I'll check it and I'll make sure it's right. I'll make sure that no cows can get out. Just like with Audrey, I check the the locks on the doors to make sure that she can't get in. And it's just a constant battle to keep the right thing in the right place. So... That's a that is a perfect example I feel like of the Lord showed me today about the devil. I want to read you guys a verse. I want to want to show you this verse that I've got pulled up here, and it's in Ephesians chapter six and verse ten. Ephesians chapter six and verse ten, and it says a final word: Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. So I want to read that again. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. And my my point I want to make tonight is, is as we put our armor on, as we put on our helmet and as we put on our shoes and as we put on our shield and as we put on um our just just our guards make sure they're tight because the devil is constantly looking and searching and seeking and trying to find a hole in your armor he is trying to find an unprotected spot in your armor he's trying to find um, maybe a latch that isn 't tight he's trying to find a gap um, in a vital spot he's he's constantly looking over you just like audrey she 's constantly looking for a door that 's open or a closed basket full of clothes and just like those calves they're constantly look, constantly looking for a little hole. Or a little gap. That's exactly what the devil is doing in our lives today, guys. He's not sleeping. He's not um, in in some other country. He's not far away. He's right beside you most of the time. And he is looking and seeking and trying to find a break in your armor. The Lord uh, uh, warns us. He says that he tells, uh, I think it was Peter. He said, watch out, be sober and be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion seeing, seeking who he may devour. So it's, we have to constantly keep a check on our armor. Constantly keep a check on it to make sure that the de- we're not allowing the devil access to our soul. And, and the devil, I'm going to tell you guys how he works. I'm, I know this because I have been there and I have seen it. He doesn't go for paper cuts. He goes for the jugular. He goes for the most vital organs you've got, um, just like Audrey. There are some drawers that if she got into, eh, it's kind of aggravating, but it's not big. But if she gets into like our uh, cleaning supply cabinet, or if she gets into, um, you know, something that's dangerous, if she gets maybe even opens the door to outside and we don't know about it, that is extremely catastrophic. The the repercussions that we could face because of that. And that's exactly what the devil does. He looks for the jugular. He looks for the main vein. Uh, he looks for um, the most serious way he can hurt you. And and it's our jobs as Christians to be sober, to be vigilant, because our adversary, the devil, is seeking whom he may devour. As a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's looking. He's watching. If you look in at watch the African shows about the animals and stuff, you see the big lion and he's down behind the grass waiting for that gazelle to make a mistake, and then he pounces, and that's exactly, exactly what's happening now, and that's why as Christians, it's so important for us to listen, for us to hear, for us to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the one, He's kind of like our radar. He's our sonar. He's constantly telling us right from wrong, constantly telling us which way to go, when to be careful, when not to do something, when to do something, He's constantly telling us this stuff. But if we're constantly walking around distracted and we don't have our armor on tight and latched up, you're going, to, you're going to fall. You're going to make a mistake and the devil is going to pounce on you. He's going to. We talked about it last Thursday night, how you cannot just haphazardly walk through this Christian life. It takes an effort. It takes a determination. Um, it takes a made up mind to walk this Christian walk. And you're not going to fight the devil. You're not going to win against the devil. You're not going to battle against the devil by just throwing your armor on sometimes. It's a daily battle. I I sat down to eat tonight dinner. I got a phone call saying that one of my cows was out. I go over there and it was the smallest hole you've ever seen. I mean, it was just, I, I don't even know how this calf got out of this thing. It was so small. But I had left this gate. I did not see this fence open. I did not even see it. I'd have drove by it a hundred times and not even seen it because it was that small. And that's my point is that it doesn't matter how small it is, whatever. The devil is going to expose your uncovered parts when your armor is not on. And he's going to make you look foolish if you're not constantly checking over that armor. And how do we check that armor? By having our faith in the Lord. By reading our Bibles, by having a relationship with God, by listening so carefully to the Holy Spirit, listening to that still small voice, that's how we're not. That's how we tighten up our armor. That's how we uh, double check and make sure that we're uh, sober and being vigilant. He's looking for a way, guys, to take you down. And I'm gonna tell you, and and this is what I've learned by being a Christian and by watching. Um, very strong Christians in the faith that I look up to is that it seems like to me, the the stronger you are as a Christian, the harder battles and the harder, uh, the the more the devil is looking at a way to take you down. It's just a constant battle and it's up to us and it's up to, it's up to us to seek God, to follow God, to listen to God in the Holy Spirit, and to make sure that our, there, there is no open holes in our armor and to constantly check it. This is a very dangerous thing that we have to face, guys, as Christians, is the devil. And one of the biggest lies, I feel like, of the devil is that he's nowhere near you and just go on and do what you want to do and everything will be fine. Do what makes you feel good. And that's one of the biggest lies the devil has ever told. That's like you wouldn't a gazelle out in Africa. You wouldn't say, "Oh, well, just do whatever you want to, little gazelle. go wherever you want to, sleep wherever you want to, just walk around just, you know with no caution, let your guard down, whatever." No, Because the gazelle knows that there's lions out there waiting to just devour it. But Christians, and including myself, Christians today. We tend to drop our guard. Uh, we tend to get distracted, and we slowly pull our armor off, or we actually don't even put the armor on to begin with. And then we un- we we are crying to the Lord, saying, "Lord, the devil hit me when I was sitting down, and now I'm hurt. Can you please help me?" Well, the Lord will help you, yeah, but don't make the same mistake again. Check your armor. Make sure there is no open places for that devil to get in your heart. A big one is television. That's a big one. You can sit down and watch a a little show and the next thing you know, it's been 12 hours and you ain't accomplished nothing for that day. Be vigilant. Watch yourselves. Guard your hearts. Guard your minds. Guard your families. Guard them. If a show is ugly on television and not appropriate, turn the thing off. If a, if a person is telling ugly jokes or whatever, walk away. Don't be a part of that mess. Don't be a part, don't Don't put yourself there. Don't put a hole in your armor for the devil to crawl into. Don't make mistakes. And I just, it's easy to say this, guys, but don't make mistakes. Don't, don't, try not to. Try not to put holes in that armor, but the devil can come over there with his knife and stick it in and he can twist it and all this kind of stuff. And then you know what the devil likes to do? He likes to pour a little salt in that womb with guilt. Make sure your armor is tight. Make sure your helmet is on. Make sure your shoes are tied. Make sure that your shield is, uh, is working properly. Make sure you've even got the, the thing. Examine yourself now, examine yourself now, because that devil is looking for a way he's watching for a way in Jesus' name. And I come to you tonight with that message, Lord, up uh, guys, and I just I just want you to know how serious this battle is that we're facing. it is a it's not just a battle of life or death, it's a battle of eternity, honestly. And I just want you guys to be just be sober. And of a right mind. <clears throat> and I want you to understand our adversary. And that he does not fight fair. He does not fight fair. He will take you down in your weakest point And try his hardest to kill you. And if you think I'm joking or if you think, Travis, you don't know nothing. Read the story in the Bible of Judas. And what the devil did to him. There was a hole in Judas' armor. Judas saw saw the 30 pieces of silver. That was a hole in his armor. And Judas betrayed Jesus to the Pharisees and to the high priest. And they ended up murdering Jesus on the cross. And since Judas had that hole in his armor, the devil was able to creep into his heart and cause him to do these things. And the next thing we know, Judas, which was one of the 12 disciples, one of the highest honors I believe somebody can have is one of those 12 disciples. And he was brought to the point where he committed suicide in a field, and that's where they buried foreigners that died in that country at the time. If they were a foreigner, they were buried there. So pretty much he went from the highest, most lifted up position that God has to one of the lowest uh, despicable places that anybody would want to be. And the devil's game, the devil's uh, trick is the exact same thing today, guys. The exact same thing today. Judas's life was bought for 30 pieces of silver. There was a hole in his heart. There was a hole in his armor. But we see the same thing. Steve Kirk did a good job pointing this out back in church is that Peter did the exact same thing. Peter denied the Lord. There was a hole in his armor. But Peter noticed that hole in his armor and he patched it up by his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and by Jesus Christ's uh, forgiveness. Forgiveness. He was able to patch that hole up and the de- devil was not able to conquer Peter because Peter knew about the hole and he fixed the hole. And that's exactly why it's so important for us today, guys, when we see when to notice the hole first and then once we notice the hole, fix the hole. That's that's what my lesson is on tonight. Notice the hole in your armor and then fix the hole in the ar- in your armor. And just watch that devil. I love you so much, guys, tonight. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I ask you to put your faith in him tonight, Lord, guys, and just let him change your life. Believe unto him in your heart. Repent of your sins. Accept him as the Lord and Savior of your life. And, guys, I'm going to tell you, it is the most wonderful thing in this whole world. And uh, if you need anything, please give me a call, 919-291-1224. I sure love you guys, and I hope to see you soon. Good night.